Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. Neither sleet nor rain nor snow nor hail will stop us from giving you your real estate and mortgage show, boy. Nothing can stop us from coming in here. Are you kidding me? Show number 830, right? 831. 830. Oops. Yeah. It was one of my quizzes. Are you more tired now? No, it was one of my quizzes. Uh, We did a Kahoot. We had our mortgage conference, Mortgage Brokers Ottawa. We had our conference for the last two days, and at the end of it, we did a Kahoot contest, and I thought it was episode number 830, so oops, but- the last week it was, you were right there. You know what? Okay, I guess. You know what? I guarantee by the time we get to show 900, we're going to be good. <laughs> we will be yeah. good eventually. Don't guarantee it. Yeah. Maybe you can thousand. guarantee selling. Yeah, maybe. maybe don't, don't, don't guarantee that. Yeah, maybe a thousand watch should be good. You know what the good news is? You're good at what you're good at. Well, we try. We try. Good day to show a house today, huh? It is. But before we get into real no, estate mortgages, not. I just want to give a, uh, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, my dad has actually been in hospital uh, for the last week. Um, and he was brought to the Civic, and I just do want to give a, sh- a shout out. I mean, we've been talking on the radio. You know, our medical system is is absolutely broken. Uh, you know, with all the immigrants coming in, and we we talked about it a few times now how broken it is. It is broken, but I do want to give the Civic Hospital, especially the Heart Institute and and, and the emergency room, all the nurses and doctors, just a huge thank you. They were unbelievable with my dad unbelievable so an amazing experience and um you know they're so overworked and so drowning and they they they're just amazing so thank you to the civic hospital to the nurses and the doctors i really don't know how they go into work every day no the system is broken right it's not the people are incredible people are amazing amazing yeah the system is broken right now that's the problem it is it is you know and his last couple days he was actually in a makeshift i guess you want to call it a tent that they used for COVID. And it was not a great experience in that way, but it's just sad that people have to go into that tent because there's no room anywhere. And the, they were trying to get him actually into the Heart Institute. There was no beds, no room, so he couldn't. Yeah. So, so the Heart Institute was coming to him in this tent. So so just a big, big thank you to uh, to the Civic Hospital. And, and the nurses most and importantly, your dad's doing better. My dad's, he's being discharged. Yeah, he's going to be living on some medication for his heart now, but it's, uh, it was touch and go and they just, it was just amazing experience. That's awesome. Yeah. So now, if you. your dad is listening, if he wants really good service next time, change the last name. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that his doctor actually wrote him a note uh, and, and basically it must've been something very powerful because everybody, when they, my dad's a doctor as everyone knows. But when they came to see my dad, even the one of the heart surgeons came to see my dad, and he walked in. He said, uh, "Oh, good morning, Mister Rushforth. Oh, excuse me, Doctor Rushforth." So they they treated him like he was a doctor, and they took yeah. great care of him, and it was it was amazing to see. So just a big thank you uh, to to the Civic Hospital. It's not a good time to get sick in these. It's not. It's, it, it's unbelievable it's, how overworked they are, how short staffed they are. There was a, there was an article that came out, and it says sixty percent, sixty. I thought it was lower. I thought it was forty. I might have said forty a couple weeks ago. Sixty percent of all nurses and doctors don't want to come to work anymore. I don't blame them. I don't either. I mean, especially they work twelve hour shifts, right? They work seven to seven, you know, and then seven to seven overnight, and it's um, they're overworked and they're. they're even in the emergency, the crap they had to put up with in there. I was like, how do you guys do this? Like, it's an adventure every day. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, I can it is. It's an adventure every day. But anyways, back to real estate and mortgages. You mentioned about showing homes. Uh, absolutely. This is a tough day to show homes. Um, you have to make sure if your home is on the market, 
I know. Well, it's, it stopped snowing, but they, they say it's going to snow till about seven o'clock tonight. If that's the case, you constantly have to make sure your steps and your sidewalks and your driveway is clear. There's nothing worse than, than someone pulling up and that's not done. They see that. And the first thing that comes to their mind, what else is wrong in this house? Or, yeah. you know, if they can't even shovel their steps in their driveway, you know, what have they let go in the inside? And it just makes house? it all seem so enclosed. So enclosed. It. And it's just, so you make sure it's, it's, listen, selling your home in the winter, it's not easy. It's just not easy, especially with the winters we have, but you have to make sure that one, your house is accessible and two, no one's going to slip and fall. So make sure you get that salt down there. But curb appeal is everything. And I know it's winter. No one sees your grass and no one sees your garden and no one sees all your beautiful landscaping, but you still have to do something in winter to make sure that curb appeal looks great yeah. and simple as shoveling. Yeah, just make, it, make it neat. And if somebody's got an appointment to see your house today, do not cancel. If they're coming today, they're serious. If they're coming today, they're very serious. So do not cancel. And uh, listen, I know a lot of my realtors are busy on the road right now. And uh, it's, you know, nothing stops real estate. People have to buy and sell. Nothing stops real estate. doesn't matter what the weather is. Nothing stops it. And I, you know, I'm sure there's some people that canceled their showings today, but uh, there's a lot of people that didn't. And if they didn't cancel their showing... <laughs> they may be looking to buy people. Maybe yeah, looking I wouldn't to buy. cancel today. Are I, you kidding? I wouldn't cancel. They're they're looking to buy for sure. Now we're mid January. Are the listings starting to go up? They are. They are. I didn't look this morning. Actually, just I was so busy with the snow. Um, but you know, I was shoveling Frank and I was, he, he had to call so many people. He I, was so busy. It was hard to call people to shovel <laughs> off my car and stuff like that. It's Unbelievable. Ha- it's hard. Unbelievable. Just joking. Uh, I did it myself. Well, Petra did it. Who am I kidding? <laughs> joking. Uh, but yes. And, and even, even around your air conditionings and your ducts and your vents and things like that, make sure they're clear, especially your dryer. Your exhaust fans. Yeah, your exhaust fans. Make sure those are all clear. People forget about that. And next thing you know, you got carbon monoxide in your house and, 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 you know, poisoning people. So make sure that's all clear. And like I said, it's tough in winter when you're selling your property to have it ready for to show. Little things like make sure you have a lot of mats in the entrance because people are coming in with wet boots and and stuff like that. So make sure that happens because – you might have, and be, don't make them take their boots off outside. <laughs> no, don't make them take their boots off outside, and they need a place to take their boots off. But too many people don't do that, and then what happens is you might have three showings that day, so you've left for the day. Well, the first person comes in, the first couple or whatever come in, make a mess, and make a mess. <clears throat> Next person sees that mess and is like, "Oh, maybe we don't have to take off our boots. Maybe they walk in the house with the boots on." So make sure you're doing these little things. Uh, one preservation of your house for for one and two to make it showable and ready to ready to sell but there's a realtor's responsibility in that like you know if i'm the first person that's going through i'd like to think that the realtor will you know at least let the people know hey like you know we got to take care of the property here like let's not be messy well that's always in the instructions it's always please turn off lights please take your shoes off please do this please do that please do that so, but listen, I mean, we, we, we're at, sometimes we're carrying 150, 160 listings. We can't be driving around to all our houses to make no, sure. No, no, not you. The realtor yeah, that's actually brought the people that's over. Showing, yeah. Absolutely. That's showing. It's, absolutely. It's their job. Listen, when we're showing a property, if we see people like, you know, even thinking of walking in with boots, it's like, mm-mm, boots off, please. Like you have to, you're an extension of that seller. If you're showing a property to a buyer, you're an extension of that seller. And if you're an extension of that seller, Take care of that house for that seller. So tell your cl- clients to take off their boots. You know, if, the, if there's kids running around everywhere into things, tell the, tell the kids that that's not acceptable. You're an extension of that seller, and that seller is an extension of the clients. So make sure you're doing what's right for the client and for the seller. Yeah, don't be going through drawers. 
Oh, that's a that's absolutely a no. The only thing you need to go through is kitchen cabinets, and that's a, that's a must. See if they're soft clothes. Well, to see if they're soft <laughs> clothes, to see you know if they're sturdy, if they're clean, if they're you know yeah. cleanliness of your cupboards goes a long way too. If you go open those cupboards and there's crumbs and crap everywhere, there's a very good chance this house is not as clean as it should be. Yeah, if what you see is dirty, you got to wonder how what it was you can't care see. Of. Yeah, exactly. I look at your rates today, Mr. Napolitano. <clears throat> nice to see a four, eh? Nice to see a four nice for a five really? year. Yeah. Wow. 489. We've got a preferred lender that uh, as uh, we had our conference. So we just had two days of conferences with um, great, great data that we got. Um, AI. AI certainly makes the headlines. So we want to know how we can use AI in our business. It's never going to replace the human body. There's no, not in real estate, not in mortgages. You still, you can't you can't replace the actual touch, the actual. So my single life is not going to get any better, is well, what you're saying. <laughs> AI might help on that front. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> it might help on that front. I don't know about buying a house or getting a mortgage. So, but uh, again, great speakers. One of them being Brandon Ray, who who I know his wife worked for Paul Rushforth, and he's currently the manager of policy and external relations for uh, for the Ottawa Real Estate Board. And you know, he spent an hour with us and gave us the heads up on what's going on and. Uh, you know, some of the new rule changes that came into play and, and it was very informative. And, you know, what we thought was going to be a 30 minute presentation turned into an hour because there were lots of questions. And, and that's exactly what our mortgage agents are all about. They want to be educated. They want to know everything about their business so that they can advise clients a little bit better. But, uh, and it changes everything. I, and it I, does. I think both our industries should do a better job of cross training. Well, you know what I mean? Like you guys. enough, I, I ended it with um, our conference with, you know, our we have a slogan every year and our president, <clears throat> Jerry Kreese, comes up with a slogan. And for us this year, it's let's go. That's our slogan is let's go because, you know, we've had a rough 18 months and this year is like, let's go. Like the interest rates are coming down. But, uh, you know, I finished the conference with uh, my agents and uh, the lenders that were in the room. And, um, you know, mine mine was be better. Like we need to be better. We still see uh, some decisions that make us shake our heads when we send files into lenders, and they some of the paperwork they ask for, some of the things that they look at that have no bearing on the file. So for me, it was like everybody's got to be better. I'll tell you, the lenders are getting really strict on investment properties right now. Again, there's that little bit of a fear out there where we're going into a recession and people aren't paying their rents. You start seeing these stories where people are refusing to leave. Had another file this week that the the buyer walked away from it because the tenant wouldn't move out. They wanted it for their own place, and the tenant wouldn't move out. So we're seeing things that we generally don't see. We're seeing a little bit more of. We had First Canadian Title, and I know we had Danielle on the show last year, but uh, Katie um, uh, called in. Uh, she was in Toronto, and with the weather, she didn't want to come out, so good for her. But uh, she called in. The amount of fraud, $539 million worth of fraud, that they caught last year, just last what year. What type of fraud? I, I would I would bet a majority coming out of Toronto. Most, uh, but people that rent a house, they take ownership of the house. Oh, they actually yeah. go out and they get ID made because they live in the house. They're showing it because they've rented the house. They don't own it. They get the owner's information because they've got it on the lease. They get all this information. They pretend like they're the actual owners of the property, and they it's it's incredible to see the degree and she was explaining it all. And it's just, it's mind blowing yeah. what, what some of these people are doing out there to try and make a buck as opposed to going to work for it. I do. Uh, I will tell you though, Frank, I do love that. Be better. 
I love yeah. that. Song. Be better. Yeah. Be better. Yep. Just be better. Yep. I, just, are you okay yeah. if I actually steal that? Because I love that. <laughs> be better. Yeah. In uh, fact, we're going to try and do exactly that when we yep. come back. <laughs> we will be better in the <laughs> second segment. 521 Talk, 521 We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show in the snow. In the snow. So I'm looking at uh, these municipalities and what they're planning on charging in municipal taxes in their upcoming budgets. Minimum for Toronto, they're looking at 10.5% increase. Maybe sixteen and a half percent. What world does yeah. that make any sense today? Not just that though. Halifax six percent, eight percent in Calgary. Hamilton looking at fourteen point two percent increase. And this is they've reassessed homes. So it just came out a few months ago where the homes in Ontario have been reassessed. So now you're paying tax on already a higher amount because now again when I got mine I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, usually you are, right? Lower, yeah. It was much lower than I thought it was going to be. It's like, all right, this isn't so bad. I was expecting this crazy number, and it didn't come in. So, But nonetheless, I mean, here are Canadians struggling all over, all over the country. We're not talking about just Toronto, everywhere. And this is what the result is. It's just, it doesn't make any That's, sense. Just like we talked about the land transfer tax with, uh, with Brandon when he was there. I said, the real estate board needs to now go to these provincial governments Ontario is one of the few in Quebec. I, I don't think the Alberta doesn't have a, a land transfer tax. But the Yet. table was set in the 70s based on house values in the 70s. That needs to be adjusted. Like they're making way too much money on land transfer tax and it discourages people from selling a home and buying another one because the land transfer tax is over the top. Yeah. Like like it's such a big expense today that it's just for some people they're saying forget it. Why, why do we want to? Sell our house and buy another one. Look at the look at what it's going to cost us to do, it, and it's just not worth it. And it's not fair because that's not the way the system is supposed to work. And, and why, like, why did they ever bring in a land transfer tax? Like, you. you yeah. know, because, because they're going to make money anyway. Yeah, yeah right? like I'm going to go, I'm going to go put my name on a, on a a separate piece of land on a new home, and I'm going to pay a land transfer tax. Like, makes no sense, and that, and that's significant, right? And sometimes people forget about that. We've had the Toronto's people, got two, right? Toronto has two of those. Yeah, so it's, I mean. So people forget about that too, right? Like they think, okay, I'm going to go buy this $500,000 home. You know, I got my mortgage with Frank. Here's what it's going to cost me for my for my payments. I'm good. Well, you forget about lawyer's fees, real estate fees, land transfer tax, and you know, all these things that go with it um, that, you know, makes it quite expensive when you're going to sign at the lawyer. Yeah. Really first time home buyers get a break though, right? They get $4,000 rebate, just first time home buyers. Yeah, first time four, in the world that you've ever owned the property. But, they put but that in the writing. $4,000 rebate in the seventies was amazing. Yeah. In, in where we are today, what is that? It's a drop in the hat. Like, I mean, yes, great. They're getting a $4,000 rebate, but if they're still paying way more than that, like it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. I, I'm, my point is, I'm guessing that we're not going to be looking at two and a half percent in Ottawa next year. Not if no, it is next year. I yeah, in the next oh com- yeah, in the upcoming twenty twenty five. Yeah, he made the promise for twenty twenty four. He made so. the promise for two years. He did. Okay. So, how much of an impact is that going to have now on people buying homes? 
You're you talking if you're talking between ten and sixteen percent increase in one year. That's a good chunk of money. That's a whack of money. That's a you know what? Saying that people have to move. Like I don't. I, I, but are they going to move here? If yeah. It's well, yeah. I mean, will it dampen some of the sales for sure? Um, we, we are still going to have a lot of people moving here, Steve, because we're still a very, very affordable city. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Will they have a tendency to move here now more so because our municipal taxes might be a little bit cheaper than other places? Potentially. Yeah. yeah potentially. Well, but they're not. Like I've, I've done mortgage for clients that own properties in Toronto. You're paying a lot for the house in Toronto, but when it comes to property taxes, not even close to what we pay here. Ottawa is one of the highest in the country. When it comes to the value of the home versus what you pay in property tax. Oh, really? Uh, Toronto, I, I've done mortgages for clients that have $1.4 million homes and their property tax are 5000 a year. Seriously? Seriously. Yeah, we're here. They're totally different. 18, 19,000. Totally different. Yeah. What do you think the land track, what's the average home? About 780 or so, right? It's about 780. Average sale price? Yeah. 670. 670. 670, okay. Single family you're talking? Uh, well, no, just the median, like uh, okay. single and, and townhouses, about 680. It is okay. So, so I, I just did one for seven eighty. What do you think the land transfer tax is if you buy seven eighty in Ottawa? In 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 Ontario, really, except for Toronto. Except for well, Toronto is double. Yeah, right? yeah. If you buy in the core, couldn't even guess. Yeah. So twelve thousand dollars. Like a that's a lot of money. That's a lot, and that's yeah. So the average is six sixty seven. So six seventy. So six uh, six seventy. Still, still, it's not changing that. Over ten thousand, probably. I'm just doing it right now. And you know, ninety eight seventy five. Ten. Thousand dollars in land transfer tax. Ten thousand dollars. Boy, wouldn't that be nice as part of your down payment? And, and wouldn't it? And no. keep in mind, keep in mind, that's the average, right? Yeah. You're like usually yeah, yeah. most. Yeah, houses- if you're a million dollars now, you're looking at what? Well, I had a client that bought a one point four million dollar home, and he he was blown away at what his what his land transfer tax is. And I'm just pulling it up right now. Even property tax at a one point four. Oh yeah, you're you're probably twelve grand. Land transfer tax, $24,475. So you have to pay the government $24,000 for the privilege of buying the house and then putting pay the, them about- Putting the title in your name. And then pay them about ten to 12000 a year after that. Uh, okay. So the land transfer tax is provincial. Right. And uh, municipal. The matter. Tax it's all coming out of your pocket. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm the guy who says, wait a second, if you're deducting- tax off my paycheck, then I shouldn't have to pay tax for the stuff I'm buying. Like right. we're getting double ended. Like it's yeah. it, it's just not fair. Right. And honestly again, I'm the type of guy, I don't want to see the tax. So I'd rather I, I'd love to see all in pricing. If yeah. I go buy something that's ten bucks, it's ten bucks. I like, agree. Make the tax be in there. I agree. Just let me pay the ten bucks yep. and let me choose to buy it and the tax is in there and and the retailer can submit the tax. I don't want to know about it. I agree. That would be the best way to do it. Going back to those assessments that you actually get there's a mis, there's a you know, misunderstanding that some people believe that that is actually the value of your home, and that is the furthest thing from the truth. The assessment is basically the assessed value is basically what you're paying tax on. So you want that super super low. I've had a couple of people probably over the last couple of years say, "Well, my house is worth eight hundred grand, but my assessed value is only five fifty. I'm calling the city. This is wrong. Start the car. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> like, listen, do not call the city because what they're they're not saying your house is only worth five fifty. They're saying you're going to pay tax on your house being only worth five fifty. Do not. And very rarely, there's only been in my real estate career spanning twenty years, I've probably had five people who had an assessed value over what the actual value of their home was. And that, very rare. Very rare. And that's when I said to them, now you call the city because you need to get that down for sure. 
But there's a lot of times where people will uh, will ask, say, what do you believe the value of your home? Well, my assessed value is 600, so it's probably 600. No, that's not how it works. I mean, you're, you're actually your value is 800, but you're paying tax on 600. So there's just that misconception out there that, you know, assessed value means value of the home and it's not. You want that as low as possible. So if you're living in a, you know, a one two, $1.2 million home and your assessed value is 750, <laughs> great, right? You're paying tax on 750. How often are those assessments updated? I think it's every four years, right, Frank? The, the assess- every four years. Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of a delay because of COVID, but, yeah. uh, but generally speaking, it's every four years. If you get your assessment, you'll see that they give you a value <clears throat> for already for the next, you know, this year plus the next three years so that you know what your taxes are going to be based on. And have they gone up now? They've gone up, but certainly not to the degree that real estate itself went right. up. So it was, it, like I said, it was a pleasant surprise. And uh, like Paul, I mean, don't you don't call the city, you don't do it, you don't call anybody. I mean, no. if it's low, leave it because if anything, if it's too high, you want to call the city because you want it to be lower. But don't get in your head that that's what your property's worth. The property's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. And a don't, real estate agent will yeah. tell you what it's worth based on comparable sales. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because if nobody's willing to write you a check or, or give you that amount, your house is only worth what somebody's willing to pay And for. if you're selling it, you want to see those taxes low. You want to see those so, taxes yeah. low. And, and qualifying for and, mortgage too. And by the way, if you buy that property and it's you don't have a finished basement, you don't have a pool or landscaper in that, and your assessed value is really low, don't call the city and yeah. say, hey, I just finished my basement and I put a pool in with tons of landscaping. Can you come raise my assessed value? But do not do that. that. Legally, not are you supposed to? Paul said to? that. Well, Le- legally, are you supposed to? Legally, yes. And and legally, you're, you're... There were times I remember if you finished, not even finish your basement, but if you added a door... You were supposed to report it and they would change your assessed value because now there's a door. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people, how you get away with not having a finished basement is you finish absolutely everything and you leave the ceiling exposed. You really don't have a finished basement, right? Ah. So there's a lot of people back in the day when, you know, they were coming around and, and, you know, values, people were checking to see if the assessed values were accurate and that. And people were like, I'm just not going to finish my ceiling. I don't have a finished and basement. Greg never takes pictures of ceilings anyway. There we go. Greg and I are law-abiding citizens. Yes. We would never do that to you the city. You can add me okay? to that. You we can would add never lie to Oh, I, I don't too. say I would do that. I'm just saying I've seen people do it. 521-TALK, 521-8255. Got a number for a good lawyer. We'll be right back. <laughs> We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Put those old glasses on so I can see you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to look at you during the break. You know, I try to take a break from seeing both of you. So I take them off, but now that we're back. (laughs) Uh, Do we, we were talking in the break. Do I need to clear up uh, what I said uh, before? No, you're good. I think you said said All we heard is people ripping up their permits saying, I'm not going to tell the city. That's not what I said. (laughs) I said, I've seen it and heard it happen. Yeah. It's I'm not saying to do it. I'm saying I've heard it happen. You know, just reporting. Just reporting. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, back to taxes. I think that's way too much. I can't imagine. Yeah, tax it's, increases going. We, there's increases in everything. Frank and I were talking. I'm, I'm right into uh, to juicing now. And we were talking about uh, grocery stores now. It's the vegetables are through the roof expensive. And I was saying to Frank, I'm like, 
why don't they raise the prices of the junk food and lower the prices of the good, healthy stuff? Oh, yeah, hurt people like me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, listen, you go to that grocery store, and they say if, you, if you, you know you're doing things healthy, if you work the perimeter of the store, as soon as you start going down aisles, it's you're into the junk food, right? Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's like I went and got a whack load of vegetables to do some juicing in that. It, it's a fortune. It's a fortune to get these vegetables. Yeah, but with, with the money you're saving in dry January, you can afford it. Well, but I am doing, I am doing dry. And now that's a lie. I did have one drink last night, but I, I, I'm doing dry January, feeling great. Plate of pasta is way cheaper than that juicer. So anyway, plate of pasta. Yeah. Hey, yeah. listen, I keep reading stories this week about you know these new builds and people walking away from them. Is this a thing now? It is, you know, I did a, I did, I was on the news this week about a, you know, something in, in, in Carlton place yeah, where, that, yeah. where a builder drastically dropped the price and he did sort of what they call a Christmas special. Uh, you know, I work with a builder right now as well that did the exact same thing through November, December and called it a Christmas special, you know, and they're saying how a lot of the residents who paid, you know, ex- way more for their properties are now looking at these people paying fractions of what they paid and moving into this property. And they're like, okay, so. What's the new value of this home now? You know, I paid, let's say, 600, 700. They're now being advertised for 500. So, is that the new value of these homes? Is 500? And the builder dropped them down to 499, sold them all, which is great for the builder. He can move on to his next project. And a lot of times, a builder needs to sell product to get financing for the next project or the next row of townhomes or, or whatever, whatever it is. And it's great the builder did that. Problem is, if you're the, someone who paid 500 for that, you're laughing. If you're someone who paid seven, 800, What's the value of your home now? Yeah. And that's the problem what's happening right now. And these were new builds. Um, is the, the problem is, is now the value of that home is really 500. So when this guy who paid seven or this girl who paid 750 goes to sell her house, what does she put it on at? I think the more, you gotta wait, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. And I think the more interesting part about that article was the fact that the builder ended up reselling the house for the Christmas special at much lower. And is not what I thought was very interesting was that the builder came out and said, and I'm not going after the people that walked away from it because... Yeah, I think that was a class move. It was class, except for if I'm one that went through with the purchase, it's like, wait a second, you mean I could have walked away and not been been in this bind? Like, I, I that's the issue that I would have, is that if I went through with the purchase, knowing that I've overpaid for this house then I would struggle with the fact that the builder came out and said, but I'm not going to go after them. I think it's a class move, yeah. but it's, it's not, not if you were one of the people that ended up overpaying well, for it. And that's, and that's the problem. And then, you know, in, in, you know, you know, Frank, you, you're interviewed all the time on the news, but you, you, you spend about a 15 minute interview with the person and you, they put a little snippet yeah. of you on there. So there's lot that, lots that I had to say about this. Um, like I said, I'm working with a builder right now who's, who, who did this as well. Not as drastic as, as what they did. We dropped it in order to get some sales. But a lot of times, like I mentioned, a builder. So, for example, my builder, he's got, you know, seven different projects of 12 townhomes. Well, we're on project number five now. And in order for to get financing for six and seven, he has to have a certain amount sold in building five. And, you know, it was slow. It was November, December. It was quite slow. So he decided to drastically drop to get a few more sales. Which is a sound business decision. Which is nobody a, else's which business. Which is a smart yeah. business decision. Does it hurt a lot of other people in the in the process? It could. I mean, my builder dropped just a little bit, so it's not, no one was getting hurt here, but you drop 100, 200, 300 grand and people are going to get hurt. But They're, I think that's a combination of two things, right? People bought at the peak and interest rates were at their lowest. And well, now when these buildings are coming. That's been the problem and the fact that they were delayed. So how many clients qualified 
and were happy with the payment when they signed that purchase agreement. Yeah. Again, with the backing of our governor, Bank of Canada, who said rates would remain low for a very, very long time. So that's what made them make that decision. And then with supply issues and everything and, and, and struggling to get trades and the fact that they were selling more that they can build, all of a sudden these delays start to kick in. And the interest rates start to spike, and now you've got consumers that have given fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars of their money as a deposit, and when their house is finished, it's worth two hundred thousand dollars less than what they paid for it. And they've got a tough decision to make because do I go through with it? But now, now I got to come up with even a bigger down payment because now the lender is only lending on the value that it's worth, appraised, not what you paid for it. So now I've already got to come up with a bigger down payment, and I'm in the hole, $100,000, $120,000. And you're paying more in interest. And you're paying more in it. And the interest yeah. rate has gone from 2 2.5% all the way up to 5.5%. But we talk, we, we talk, it's unattainable. We, we talk about this scenario, what the builder did and stuff like that. And, and you know, I, I felt myself torn because I'm, you know, I, I have tons of compassion for the people who, who bought and are, are now underwater because of it. But I'm also, like I said, I'm working with a builder who's doing this as well. And, I got a lot of compassion for the builders. Like the guy I'm working with, Charles Clamal from CH Clamal Construction, is just the salt of the earth, just an unbelievable guy. And he made a business decision to drop some prices in order to get some products sold, which is his right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, he, they're his margins. Well, keep in mind, he's losing profit getting these sold. And, and, you know, he, he had to do that in order to, to, to just uh, keep in mind, these builders are taking a huge risk, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Charles didn't wake up one day, and I'm just using Charles as an example. He didn't wake up one day with, you know, with millions of dollars in his pocket. He earned everything he got, and he's taking a risk and doing this building and creating shelter for, for other people, for, for buyers. And if he wants to lower some prices in order to get some products sold. But you also, you to. have no choice. You have to react to market conditions. Have to. It's, it's like me having a house on the market for resale at 800 grand, and it's just not selling. We're not getting any showings. It's not selling. What am I going to do? Either change my marketing, which I, we know my marketing works, or lower the price. And it's obviously no one's seeing the value. So you lower the price. So what's the difference between me having a resale home, lowering the price, and a builder having a new home, having to lower the price? It's a similar problem if you're going through hard times and you absolutely have to sell and you drop your pants on your price, then your neighbors are going, oh, now you've hurt the value of yeah. my home. And and you have, you have, you know, because when we drop the prices in order to get some of these 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 homes sold... And then we increased the prices after this special was off. There was a lot of people that said, well, where's the other prices? We were very interested in the other prices. You've jacked up the prices. Sorry, we had a Christmas the, special. The market is the market. The market is the market. And, and listen, the, the problem with new home builders right now, and you know, we can come down and say, oh, they're charging too much and this and that. Keep in mind, unless the government does something with the fees. Development uh, fees. D- development fees associated with a new build. You know, for a builder to come out and say one quarter of my expenses goes towards soft cost permits, this, that, like just stuff that's not really going to give any value to this property, a quarter. So he's already in the hole, a quarter of the value of that property because he's wasting it on, well, not wasting it, he's spending it on stuff that has to be done, but doesn't create any value for the property. Plus the amount of time your money's locked up. The amount of time your, your money's locked up. Absolutely. So, you know. If the government could slash those fees, it makes maybe the builders could then lower the price of the properties and pass those savings on to consumers. And that is just not happening right now. And if if they can lower those fees, I'm sure the builder, I mean, they want to unload product, but 
you know, if they got a quarter into their, you know, let's say it's an $800,000 house, well, they got 200 grand in fees into that property. Yeah. So they have to price it where they price it if they want to make any money. And I mean, you know, these big builders like the Mintos and the Cardells, they didn't wake up one day and just all of a sudden have all these homes to build. Like they woke up one day as hardworking, struggling people who made it in, in the building industry. And I got compassion for them, just like I have compassion for the people that, that are, are underwater now because of Yeah, that. it's unfortunate, but nobody held a gun to your head. And at the time, you thought it was a good opportunity. And times change. Now, if times you, always change. If you're someone who bought those, those bought at the prices when they're high and you didn't take advantage of that Christmas special and you have to sell right now, yeah. there's a problem there. There's a definite problem there. And that's where I have a lot of compassion for yeah. the home sellers there because- that's their hard-earned money. They worked their butt off to afford that house, and now they're losing some of that yeah. money. So I do have compassion for them, absolutely. You absolutely. are definitely staying in an unhappy marriage for a while. <laughs> but keep in mind, Steve, if you had to sell right now, yeah, of course. Real estate's a long-term play, yeah. right? Like, yep. think of what, you know, think of what your house was worth, you know, back in the day, what it's worth now. Like, it's a long-term play. It's always going to go up over time. We saw last year... Our average sale price went down 5.5%, which is drastic, but it's the first time it's gone down since 1996. So, and I believe it's probably going to be the last time for a few years because I think this year it's already started out. I mean, Greg, are you, how busy are you right now? It's, it's, it's already started, eh? Like our markets, our markets already booming. We're already listing houses. You know, if you're not on the market and you, and you're thinking of selling, I'd probably get on sooner than later because the market is starting to take off. As long as the buyers come out, though. I mean, that yeah. at the end of the day comes down to buyers. And we're starting to certainly, even on our end, we're starting to see our phones light up a little bit more, getting a lot more inquiries, a lot more emails. So that's because now we've gone through, what are we, four or five months without any Bank of Canada increases. And now, uh, you know, the bond market's priced in four <clears throat> rate cuts this year now. So, uh, you know, that's one full percentage point off of prime, and that's definitely going to help. Maybe more, though. Maybe more, but yeah. at least four they priced in already. Yeah. So at least it's going to be 1%. Yeah. Yeah. 521 Talk, 521 We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. To the phones we go and say hello to James, who's been waiting for a while. Hello, James. Hello. Beautiful out there, isn't it? Isn't it great? Oh, it's fantastic. Getting a bit of a suntan this afternoon. Yeah, I, I'll tell yeah. you what, though. If you're a skier or a skidooer, yeah. you're loving life right now. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. No, no, it is beautiful. Oh, look at you cup half full, huh? <laughs> no, why not? <laughs> for sure. Just a quick question, um, and there's going to be a little caveat at the end, but the process to, if you have somebody on title and you no longer want them on title what's kind of the process to go through? Separation or what is it just? Uh... Well, no, it's somebody that saw, um, said that they'll help, you know, this couple out and they on there now, they don't have really any contact with the person. Yeah, yes. and I'll talk about the financing part of it. So on the financing part of it, if there's a mortgage on the property, the very first thing you have to do is you got to reach out to the lender and make sure that they're okay with that person coming off of, the mortgage because you can't do the title without the mortgage part. So well, it sounds like they needed this person too. So they'd most likely be on the mortgage. No, well, for sure. Yeah. yeah if they're on title, they would yeah. be. Yeah. Right. They're on the mortgage as well. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so that's the first step. I mean, if that doesn't happen, then you can't, 
do the second step, which is the title. So you can, can you replace somebody on title? You can replace if you, you have. Replace, some, but if, again, it starts with the mortgage. It right. starts with the financing because so they have to qualify. Then, they have right? to qualify yeah. for, to be on the mortgage, <clears throat> and then you can go on to the next step, which your lawyer would help you with the. But if you're changing the title for the mortgage now, if you're removing somebody. Then the lender will give you a document to say that we're okay to proceed to keep it in your name, you and it's probably going right? to be yeah, and it's probably going to be very similar to almost refinancing it. It's it's going to be brand new documentation that you have to sign at the lawyers because then the lawyer has to register the new documentation for the lender with now the new whoever's on title for the new and for you, the property. Could you retain the same mortgage with a different person? Or now are you having to requalify new mortgage and then pay a penalty to get out of your No, if your mortgage and especially if you've got a mortgage that's at two and a half percent and you have two years left on it, like you're not gonna you're not gonna jeopardize that. So you should be able to remove somebody without having to do a brand new mortgage and just continue to term. But again, I mean if if they say no, then that other person is stuck having to be on title and be on the mortgage because there's no there's no out. You you may unless there's a replacement for that person that's coming off. Yeah. So so your first your first call, like Frank said, is to the lender uh, because I mean the lawyer part's easy, but the lender part is is the tougher one. So if you can you call the lender and the lender's like, well, you don't really qualify without you know Mister Jones on the uh, on the application, then you can't take him off. But if they're like, yep, yeah, no problem. I mean, a lot of times people go on title to get that financing in the first place. And then they start building up a little bit of a nest egg and their jobs increase and their credit gets better. They don't need that person anymore. So most likely when you call the lender, they probably qualify without this person on title. And then if they do, it's a simple call to your, to your real estate lawyer who will, uh, who will work on taking that person off title. And it's, it's not a not an arduous process, but it's it, the, it's the, still the gonna first, cost you. It's still going to cost yeah, you, but the, but yeah, the James, the first step obviously is is dealing with the lender to make sure that you still qualify with this person off the title. Yeah, and the, the other lawyer's going to talk to the lender anyway, right? right? The other piece to this, James, is also if the person who's on title hasn't lived in the property and it's not their owner occupied property, the other step that I would seriously consider is getting an appraisal done on the property because. There potentially could be capital gains issues, which the lawyer will talk about, um, and that's the other part that that comes into play. If they're just a guarantor, and that's why we so, on many occasions, we try to recommend the guarantor program versus the cosigner, because on the guarantor program, you're not on title, so there's no capital gains or tax issues. Got to be a relative, though, right? Yeah, it's got to be immediate family member. But if you're cosigning, then all of a sudden, now again, if you did a document with the lawyer at the time that the property was purchased, and you did a ninety-nine one then at least the capital gains is minimized because you're only a 1% owner. But you're always, and I will say this, just because you're a 1% owner doesn't mean you're only responsible for 1% of the mortgage. As far as the lender's concerned, you are equally responsible for the whole thing. Did you have a quick part two before we go? Well, yeah, like they're really not in contact with this person. So doesn't that person need to sign something? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. They're giving up their share of their property. Of course they do. Right, right. And quickly, quickly. So they have a good mortgage. Best well, you said to contact well, as long right as away. they qualify. As long as they qualify on their own, right? If you're removing somebody and you qualify on your own now, you're okay. It's just a matter of that person now acknowledging that they're coming off the mortgage and coming off the title. Okay, because yeah. like I say, their rate is good right now. Yeah, then keep it. Years. Keep it. Yeah, then keep it. Yeah. Thank you, James. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Bye bye. Go back to shoveling now. Yeah. <laughs> Birthday's Frank. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, my uh, my wife's cousin and one of our mortgage agents uh, who won an award last night, Josie Murtos. Happy birthday to Josie. And uh, again, big congratulations. Um, our conference for the last two days. Thank you to our lenders who were there. Many of them came from Toronto and are struggling to get home today. 
Uh, thank you so much. And uh, to our, uh, uh, especially Sherry and her team who organized this amazing two-day conference and to all the mortgage agents who won awards and even the ones that didn't win awards, but made it through 2023. And I, and I think you're probably feeling the same way, Paul. Like 2023 was a tough year tough. and we made it through. And now it's only nothing but good things moving forward. And our slogan, let's go. And by the way, Lisa Belanger Be better. says- Lisa Belanger says, hands off, be better, Paul. Ah, I'm not touching that one. I like it, man. Not be, touching that be one. Be better. You realize Paul's going to trademark this before 1 o'clock. Oh, oh yeah, already it's, a, it's already trademarked. Papke's already trademarked. <laughs> it, sure, I already so. own uh, www.bebetter.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just want I have no birthdays, but I do want to, once again, just thank the doctors and the nurses from the Civic Hospital who took care of my dad. And also a big shout out to my amazing girlfriend, Petra, who had nice Who shoveled but, uh, your no, driveway? Who had care packages here? and home-cooked meals for my mom and dad it was she just took care of them like like crazy so thank you petra thank you everyone for the warm she's wishes a keeper. And she's, a, she's keeper, a keeper all right she's, she's a keeper, a keeper. gallum does she clean up <laughs> juice too <laughs> she cleans up juice that she spills too yes <laughs> have a great week everybody have a great week stay safe and uh support local business charities be better be better go home <laughs>